Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Ladies, thank you for joining us again um, this day on Entourage Podcast. This is part of a series about truth in love, and it's inspired from Ephesians 4, and it's talking about coming into maturity, and specifically in verse 15, Ephesians 4, 15, it says, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up into all aspects of Him who is the head, even Christ. And so I have a guest today, my beautiful sister-in-law, Olivia. Say hello, Olivia. Hello. In just a minute, you'll learn more about her. Uh, but just like Jasmine that you also heard from um, last year, I was um, around Olivia where she just said something that was profound, and I thought I want to capture that uh, for us to glean from in this year because I think there is truth in it. I think there's a lot of love in it, and I think that what she has to say is going to bring us into maturity. So in just a minute, I'm going to start out by reading us a Facebook post, but Olivia, give them some info on you. What do you want them to know about you? Assume that you don't know anyone. You probably do know many people <laughs> listening, but assume they don't know you. What? Who is Olivia Booth? Olivia is a mom to four children currently, yes. three biological daughters of mine, and then a foster daughter that we've had for about Almost four months. Wow. Yeah. And Olivia is my sister-in-law, so I'm saying, wow, like, yes. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah. So I'm married yeah. to Paige's brother. <laughs> yes. And um, I'm a wife, and I sell real estate, and my husband owns a business, so we're business owners on that front as well, and we just live a full, crazy life. We have big family on both on y'all's side and on my, my side, so yes. we get... There's a lot of things that go on. Yes. Yeah. We both have, um, in in the households we grew up in, Olivia's from a household of four kids, yeah. um, and where there's three that are adults and one that's younger in the same dynamic in our house. There's four of us, three that are adults and one that is younger. I guess he's technically an adult now, but I was view him as younger. Yes. And then our parents are in the area. Both of our grandparents are in the area. So mm-hmm. without all the other life involved, we can have a full schedule just from, the, exactly. from family yes. stuff. But it's a yes. it's such a blessing. Olivia and I were just talking about sort of talking about Duck Dynasty. And when I watch that show, it actually reminds me of my family because there's so much, <laughs> there's, just, there's family in yes. all directions and, and I love it. And so Olivia also, just to tell you th- things about her that she might not say, I, I would describe Olivia as an artist. Mm-hmm. She is gifted in many ways. She can write songs. She can play the piano. She paints. Um, she's very creative. She contracted really her own house that it's they true. live in, built it's their true. own house, a beautiful home. So she's kind of a boss lady artist, has some beautiful <laughs> spiritual gifts that she operates in. And, and, and it's been a pleasure to, to be her sister and, and we're in the throes of motherhood together mm-hmm. and learning, learning how to be good moms to many girls. And so um, I want to give the backstory on why I have invited Olivia here today. Though Olivia could talk to us about anything and we would have much, much to learn from. But Olivia shared a post on Facebook, and this was in November. 
And the context was that she had gone um, to a women's conference in Colorado with a group of um, awesome ladies from our church, really a kind of a diverse group. There are things that they had in common that brought them all there. But it wasn't necessarily that all of you were running together outside of going to that conference. It was just like a right. divine orchestration of awesome women. Mm-hmm. And, and Olivia was on it. And so Olivia posted these pictures with her and these women, November 22nd. I mean, November 2nd. It says, this was an answer to prayer for me. I've waited my whole life to have friendships like I do now. Praise be to God for working on my heart and not leaving me where I was five years ago. Thankful every day. And then the, the next part was funny. And so when you go down into the <laughs> uh, into the comments, I just let her know, hey, I'm coming for you in 2022. Yeah, and, and she found me. <laughs> I found, I screenshot it and I found oh, it. Shoot. And so, um, so as far as how this ties into truth and love, what I want to focus on are two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, about how transformation is necessary in mm-hmm. the life of a believer and friendship is necessary in the life of a believer. Yes. So Olivia, just take us to the post yeah. And first of all, tell me, like, what did you even mean by that? Yeah. That um, I've won friendships like this my whole life, and thank you, God, for bringing me from where I was five years ago. Yeah, so five years ago, uh, it was 2017-ish, <laughs> I guess. And um, I was pregnant with our third baby. So life was just pretty intense in that season. And I actually asked my husband last night, I said, did I have friends? Did I have friends? I really, like, truly, did I have friendships then? And we both arrived at not really. And it wasn't that I didn't have friends, but I didn't have life-giving friendships. I didn't have covenant relationships with fellow women that were living life alongside me, but I did have, like, friends. I had one best friend, but she didn't live here. And so during that season, I just realized, like, you know, motherhood is a little bit isolating in itself. And then when you compound that on not really having someone that's living life with you, alongside yes. you, just as a friend. I mean, I have friends and I have awesome family, but there was something lacking there. And I remember even in high school, just friendships being tougher for me. For some reason, I I think it's obviously it's because we're built to have community. We're built to desire deep friendships. Yeah. But I think I came towards friendships a little more serious than others. Like I took it very seriously. Like if we're going to be covenant relation, like covenant friendships, then we have to like <laughs> sign in blood and you can't cross me, okay? Because I can't handle it. No. Um, and so from going from not having like any deep, like just like meaningful friendships yeah. to the Lord just finally getting a hold of me and saying, Olivia, you have some things that you need to heal from and you need to meet me in new ways so that you can experience friendships horizontally. And um, I listened, thankfully, and said, okay, show me me what you would have me do. So um, he had me meet with people and reach out to them Thankfully, they met with me and were gracious. They had no idea what I was what I was needing, mm-hmm. but God knew, and He worked through them to to bless me and to set me on my way to experiencing Him first. Yes, and as I experienced Him, began to open up to my community that was around me already yeah. in a more full experience of yeah. letting them in. 
So it's like you you were intentional, like in your vertical relationship with the Lord, and that mm-hmm. created like a, a horizontal harvest of mm-hmm. of friendships coming about just through that. So like when you say you met with people, what do you mean by that? So I actually, I sought the Lord and I said, okay, what does healing for me in this season, in this moment, what do you mean? What do you, what do I need? Because I didn't know. And he wanted me to meet specifically with three people from my past. Um, and I did, and I connected with them. And they each had very different ways of pointing me towards the Father. But yeah. it was this holistic view that community brings to you yes. that I was lacking. That's so good. Yeah. So it's like, and you grew up in an amazing home, I, I know, and you went yes. to a Christian school and mm-hmm. got watered in all these different directions. But like, if I'm hearing you right, you're saying there's like a certain level of mm-hmm. of life and growth in the Lord that you only get from community with yeah. others besides yes. just like, yes. I mean, like friendship community with others. Is that kind of what you're yes. saying? And if you want to go back, there was a lie that I was believing that um, the devil had just hounded into me and I bought into it was that um, basically that I, people were my problem, that I had anxiety or fear because of the pressure other people would put on me or having to be here and be this specific person or people were always watching me. Growing up in a small school was kind of tougher because it felt like everybody was always there. Like I didn't have a lot of choices. I didn't have hundreds of kids to choose from. It was like, this was it. And this is all you get. And there's 10 of them. And you're all going to know each other really, really well. And you're going to be there every single day. And so I started to believe a lie that um, the people were were what was giving me all this turmoil. And then it would just create this like really bad cycle of, okay, well, that means I need to protect myself from people. Which yeah. was such a lie, such a lie. Just yeah. steal community from me to steal actually something that I really truly needed in the long run. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Olivia tagged me in a, a different post on Facebook after I'd invited her to come on. And you may have seen this go, go around, but just to visually um, help you see what I'm about to read to you, there's a picture of a, a larger, more mature lemon tree. And then there's a young, a much younger orange tree next to it. And I'm going to read it to you. It says, This is a story about a guy in his lemon tree. (laughs) Insert guy's narrative. This is a picture of my lemon tree today. My lemon tree is nearly 10 years old. For the first six years, it did not produce one lemon. Folks told me to trim it. I did, and no lemons. Others told me to fertilize it. I did, and no lemons. So I gave up on it, and I bought a little orange tree. All of a sudden, the lemon tree starts producing lemons. It didn't need better soil, more light, or more to eat. All that it was missing was cross-pollination. It required pollen from the orange tree. You and I cannot make it in the church just because the ground is fertile and there's plenty of light. We need each other. We need friends. We need connections, not only to God, but to the body. I need you, brother, and you need me. Make an effort to connect with people of like precious faith. Invite someone over for fellowship. Invite someone out for coffee or a burger, especially reaching out to the new members who need a connection. Get involved in a Bible study. It's the only way you're ever going to produce fruit. Yeah. And I think that's so beautiful. And um, Olivia, 
there's a couple verses that that I'd written down just on the element of transformation because specific to your story that I think we all can relate with, whether that's in a friendship setting or whatever other part of life or or a, a spousal relationship. It's so easy to buy into the lie that other people are the problem mm-hmm. and that we're going to isolate and be lone wolf, mm-hmm. whatever. We, we don't we don't need other people. Um, but often there is a, a transformation that is required so that we end up connecting with the people that are also on a transformation journey. And, and so uh, Romans 12, of course, commands believers to be transformed by the renewing of, of your mind. And so, Olivia, talk about what when you said like you had to identify that lie. Mm-hmm. What did it look like? Like how did you have to change your mind about friendship? to experience friendship? That sounds like a really simple question. But it's very profound. <laughs> yeah. So talk about changing your mind about community to experience community. Where does someone even start with that? If they're like, if they're even skeptical right now, like, yeah. yeah. Well, I how, went from zero friends mind? to 10 friends. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have like 10 solid friends that I could probably. like. Yeah. I could. Probably more. Yeah. Oh, least. probably more. Yes. But, well, friends, but friendships, yeah. like those covenant. Heart level, not hang, just hang yes. level. That's what we'll call yes. it. Heart level friends, And I hang think, level too, friends. like, yeah, you can't, with your busy season and with growing family, like, you can't really have 30 friends. You know, Oprah Winfrey says that, like, you're supposed to have three friends. <laughs> three friends to live life with. Anyways, your question was? Oh, yeah, sorry. But back to the three. Oh, that Jesus is. Yes, we're going to go ultimate. where Jesus like over Oprah. But on the three thing, <laughs> Jesus had his disciples, but then he did have yeah. his three that, yeah. he, well, that he was closer to, that he poured into yes. more. And so that makes sense. Like he had yeah. the 12 and then there were the three, three. from the 12. Mm-hmm. And I get that. That, make, mm-hmm. that makes sense. But my question was, yes. how do you begin the tr- like in a transformation process? How do you begin to change your mind about friendship so that you can experience friendship? Like where do you start in that journey? Of your thoughts. Yes. So one of the biggest transitions just was first seeking the Lord, obviously, as we talked about, was like instead of finding a friend, I found Jesus. Instead of looking for a friend friend. horizontally, like here, like human to human, I was like, no, I need Jesus first. And that is what opened that door. Then I began being my own friend. I just started instead of being so hard on myself about mistakes I would make or things that I felt like I should know that I didn't or maybe maturity that I felt like I should have but just didn't, I started being my own friend and just um, being an ally to myself, Yeah, which is something that women don't necessarily come across easily because it doesn't feel natural Yeah, to be nice to yourself sometimes, I think. Yeah. Um, at least to me, anyway. Um and so I, I started asking myself, like, but would I say that to my friend? Would I say that to Paige if I'm yeah. going to say that to myself? But would I say that to someone that I'm close to? Yeah. And I, and I wouldn't. I would never say some of the ugly things I would say to myself in my own head, in my yeah. own thoughts. Yeah. That I just started cleaning up the way I was thinking, cleaning up that mental mess, if you would. Yeah. Of, you know what? That's not acceptable. And I won't allow myself to talk to myself that way. Jesus doesn't talk to me that way. My, you know what yeah. I mean? So, absolutely. So, um, just redirecting thoughts, I think. Yeah. And opening myself up. 
And I think it goes back to what you said at the onset of the conversation that you were looking toward the Lord. You were setting yeah. your face toward the Lord mm-hmm. in who you were meeting with, yeah. in what you were thinking about. And then as you're doing that, that started presumably to open your eyes to yes. people yeah. that were in a similar place, people that you yeah. wanted to be in fellowship with. Mm-hmm. Um, why does friendship feel so risky to women? This is a very interesting question. And I actually had the pleasure of sitting down with uh, my grandma. And like I even asked her, I said, why does friendship with women feel so risky? And she was, she felt the same. Like, you know, it really does throughout life. But I think one of the biggest reasons is because we don't know how to be friends to ourselves, I think. Yeah. I think we get caught up in not allowing ourselves to open up fully because we don't fully know ourselves and we don't fully know the Lord. I mean, that's really, really simple, but it's, it is a huge process that a lot of people put off because once you get to know yourself, you find a lot of things maybe that you don't want to, (laughs) um, that you're like, well, that's in there, but I'll just table that for another day. I'll mess with that later. But I mean, walking through your past traumas and your your past uh, desires that aren't you haven't seen yeah. fulfilled, and um, just learning and knowing yourself and having self self acceptance because yeah. the Lord already deemed you as worthy. Yeah. But you, if you don't believe you're worthy, then it's hard to be friends with anyone. Really, that's really interesting. I yeah. think that that's all true. I think yeah. you're hitting the nail on the head, and it comes back to the greatest commandments. Love the Lord your God, yeah. your heart, your soul, your mind, and and hearts. Like those are different yeah. heart, soul, mind, strength. You know, those are to be explored even on their own. When we're talking yeah. about mind. Like, what does it look like to love the Lord with your heart and your mind? Um, mm-hmm. But then love your neighbor as yourself, and realizing there's that relationship mm-hmm. of yes, loving God, letting God love you, yeah. so you can love you, yeah. and then loving your neighbor as you love yourself. So I think. I think that that is really interesting to think about the risk of loving yourself Yeah, it's, is often what is putting a shadow mm-hmm. on the risk of friendship. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow, that I'd, I'd not really thought about that. When Olivia kind of, Olivia and I chatted before the show and I told her I was going to ask that question in a text message. I was at a little cheer clinic a few months ago. And my daughter's in second grade. So these seven-year-old girls um, <laughs> that are not like competition cheerleaders, it was like a one-day clinic where they were learning a halftime routine. They had a flyer, if you will. But their flyer um, was just going to stand on the knees of these seven-year-old girls. So if you can picture two seven-year-old girls on their knees with one knee up approximately 12 to 13 inches from the floor mm-hmm. and then a little girl standing 12 to 13 inches on the floor. But depending on these two girls, mm-hmm. not to move so she could stand – uh, that's the visual that I'm seeing. And so the flyer comes off the floor. And her mom said, how was that? And she said, I really thought I was going to die. <laughs> and and it was so funny because yeah. it was it was like not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But she was dependent on those two women to carry her for mm-hmm. her to do her job. And she thought she was going to die. And I'm like, yeah. if that's not a picture of sometimes what the risk of friendship mm-hmm. feels like, I don't know. I don't know what is. Um, so Olivia, as you've been on this journey, how, how have you cultivated those friendships, like those friendships that came that are the, that were the desire of your heart, those heart level friendships, those friendships of depth, 
how do you cultivate those, like walking that out in the season now that it's sort of like more of an abundance compared yeah. to what you didn't perceive to have when you were younger? Yeah. Only the Lord. He's our He's our answer for everything. And as I as I like model those friendships, I model them after the Lord. Like just and I definitely don't get it right all the time at all. None of us I do. am human and I make mistakes and I get my feelings hurt. Enneagram four over here. Um <laughs> Jasmine was too this morning. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Yes. Yeah. Um, so funny. So but goodness, the 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 fruit, the cross pollinization, if you will, yeah, of the things that are eternal are worth any risk of of getting it wrong or failing. And that's what drives me to yes. keep going. And yes. the the just the treasures being able to be unlocked um, that someone else might hold the key to and living life in community allows me to utilize some of their fruit and vice versa. Yes. Um, so that I'm not the only one just trying to pull from my own resources. Yes. Um, which is also just biblical of being connected to the vine. Yes. And staying watered and growing together. Absolutely. Yes. I think part of the that part of a life that women believe, um, not just the other people are the problem, but that they don't need community is that we have to be self-sufficient. And there, I think I think that I can operate in that lie without realizing it sometimes just by default of being a, an oldest child, of, mm-hmm. of having kind of an independent nature and, and navigating things and learning. Sometimes it's easier to do things. Sometimes it's easier mm-hmm. to do things with other, without other people. Mm-hmm. But um, efficiency and fruitfulness is not the same thing. And we're called to bear fruit. And so just because I can get something done, if it's in my own strength and it doesn't have like the fingerprint of heaven on it, if it's Mm -hmm. not the fruit of heaven Mm -hmm. and someone was supposed to co-labor with me to bring about that fruit, then it doesn't matter. It's going to waste away. And um, and we're in a lot of community together. And I have a friend uh, that's a friend of both of ours, Olivia. And she said to me this week, she said, I feel like sometimes our friendship is it feels like tug of war to me. Mm. And and I said, I know what you mean. I said, but it, it's not a tug of war to me, but you do process totally differently than mm. I do. Mm. You feel and I think. And so it takes me a minute to arrive at where you are. And because I've done life with her, I'm better for it. Mm. And I have a capacity to like understand better others who may be led more in in feeling as mm-hmm. their primary process like processing system but i love that articulation of this tug of war because i don't think anyone else would would see that and articulate it that way yeah. but it is this constant growing together in the lord and we serve together in ministry of of shifting back and forth from like the way that we would choose to process mm-hmm. to bring about whatever it is the Lord has us working on together mm-hmm. or doing together. And, um, and so I think that's a, I think that's an awesome, yeah, awesome thing. Um, if you could go back five years and tell yourself something from 2022, Olivia, mm-hmm. to whatever, 2017, 2016, Olivia, what would you tell yourself? 
I think I would probably just go to myself and ask like, was that, was that comfortability? Was that vulnerability? Was it all worth it? And then my 2022 self would definitely say, yes, like everything that you laid down that you were holding onto was definitely worth where you are now and that growth. But five years is a long time to learn how to be a friend to somebody, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it took me five years to get to this point. Yeah. And so I, I just say that to encourage you. Like, it it wasn't like I woke up the next day and I had 10 people asking me to go get coffee. Like, you know, it took just consistency and just surrender to the Lord over it. Yes. I put probably way too much pressure on the amount of friends I had or my ability to be in any friend group. Yeah. Um, more than I did getting fruit from the group, like fruit from it, like yeah. heavenly fruit. Yeah. And so I would just ask myself, like, was it worth it? And then I would definitely say yes. I remember um, Olivia helps when we do Hearts at Rest ministry, which is a, a ministry to to women walking through anxiety. They also started around 2017. Yes. And I remember we did a video um, not that long ago. Well, I don't, I don't lose track of time. <laughs> but um, you said something similar, and it's always stuck out to me. And it was on, it was the same heart of what we're talking about, but encouraging women to look at, Look at the wounds. Look at the hearts, and um, in in and I said, "What would you tell them if they're saying, but this is going to cost me so much?" And mm -hmm. you said, "What will it cost you if you don't?" Mm -hmm. And I think the same is true of friendship. Mm -hmm. Of um, and I feel convicted even though I'm saying this because yeah. I'm like, oh, I could be such a better friend. Yeah. You're my friend, and you're listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Me too. And I'm I feeling love that. You. And, I'm feeling that. And um, but but there are those people in life that I just feel like the Lord just when he created us in heaven just like our spouse he knew like mm -hmm. you are so fashioned to mm -hmm. be friends with this other person I'm fashioning and mm -hmm. you guys are going to walk through this life together and your life's going to be better and it's going to be and it's going to be fuller but anyway I just think that's awesome what will it cost you mm -hmm. if you don't yeah and um, so what else would you just say to those who are in their process of of transformation right now um, that yeah. maybe feel weary in the process. Like, did you ever feel a lot? I mean, and I was talking about like it's a done thing. To be clear, like we right. are being, Second Corinthians says that we are being transformed from glory to glory. Mm -hmm. So like we are not at a place of arrival. Olivia isn't. Mm -mm. I am not. But I'm talking about this work that the Lord did that is specific to friendship. In that process, did you, were you ever like, are we done yet? Can we be done <laughs> Yeah, like what would you say to someone that is open and that is letting the Lord work with them, but they're just tired? <laughs> yes, that's so good. During this process, I there was like a specific season where um, he called me to step away from several mantles Yeah, at the time, like real estate being one of them. Yeah. Um, I said 2017 was right before I started real estate, I think. Yes, I started in 2018, but 2017 was when we bought the insurance office. So busy, just busy yeah. years, busy season. Yes. Um, and I was pregnant at the time. And then once I had my third, then it was like 2019-ish. So about halfway through what we can call this process of five years. Um, I just needed, after the house was built and I had just run myself 
dry. Um, it was like the Lord just was like, just sh- shut the blinds. And That's it good. just became this thing to me where it was like, oh, I can just be, and it's okay. I can just be in this space with myself, and I'm okay with myself, and yes. I'm okay with who God made me, and I can just sit with Him and draw on His affection and give affection back to Him. Yes. And um, so it became this thing, and I would, I would go like several days of just like, running around or being a friend or reaching out or yes. um, cultivating what I wanted to see in the future. Yeah. Future fruit. And um, it was like, I would, I would wake up in the morning and I'd get everyone out of the house or whatever we were doing. And I would shut the blinds and it would just, it became this thing. And it was kind of just like shutting the world out yeah. a little bit. And it gave me time to just feel like, no one's going to need me in this moment. No one's going to like call me and ask me anything. Nobody's going to, I'm just going to shut the phone off. So yeah. I took time to, to stay in connection with myself and with the Lord. But I am a very highly sensitive person. And so a lot of input and output does actually really wear me out. So being around people a lot can actually wear me out. And it's not actually people it's just the input of sensory and the processing yeah. and and the busyness of it and being in large groups even can just they just it doesn't really give me life like it doesn't energize yeah. me it kind of just drains me and i just like ugh yeah so it's good to know that about myself because again it's not people because i absolutely have a heart for those people but the way i feel right now is i'm very tired and i just don't want to just yeah. don't want to talk you know i just want to be so I think learning yourself is obviously just huge in learning how to be a good friend because you have to be your friend first. Yes. I think that's so, I think there's a lot of wisdom in what Olivia just said, and I want to, to recap it um, a little bit. Um, I think that the answer to all things, whether mm-hmm. it's friendship or not, is saying yes to friendship with Jesus. Yeah. I mean, it's lordship. Yes, Jesus is our Lord, but he is our friend. And we've said that in a recent podcast. We've referenced that from from the book of John, um, that now I call you friend. And and the word talks about how, you know, with, with Moses, he would he would, would speak with him as as with a friend. And so just for those that are like really task oriented, they're listening, they're like, just give me the mm-hmm. give me the bullets, give me the to-do list. Well, there's not really a to-do list, but it's like if you if you will let the Lord be your best friend, that's going to produce a contentment in you. And the Lord is going to do a transforming work in your life that is going to bring about those external harvests that are uh, maybe the desires of your heart, whether that's friendship or, or, or whatever the case may be. Um, but I'm going to read um, from 2 Corinthians chapter 3. This is verse 18. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. It's talking about as we behold His face, we are transformed. And I think that when we're transformed, our eyes begin to see differently. And that's when we begin to see the people that are also beholding his face and they're transforming. And then it's like somehow we all realize that while we're looking toward him, we're sharing a vision for life. And 
that is when that like that yoke of friendship just comes about that grace for friendship but it comes through this continual beholding the glory of God so that we can be transformed um so I don't want to overcomplicate it I think that verse is a good place to be. I want Olivia to close us out with final thoughts, and I'd love her to just pray over our listeners to break off any lies, to commission forward in friendship and transformation. But uh, close us out with whatever's on your heart, Olivia. Well, I'll just go into prayer, and I think the heart of the Father will speak. Amen. So, Lord, we just come before you um, as friends, praying over friends that are listening that you would just pour over them what they need, those, those treasures and those keys, so they begin to know themselves and to behold you in a new level. I pray over past relationships and friendships that were um, hurt in some way that you would mend them and help them to walk in forgiveness so that they can move on and find what it is that you have for them in new relationships and in new friendships. I thank you, Lord, that you are so good to us and that um, you're not going to leave them where they are if they seek you. And I'm so thankful that you didn't leave me where I was without community. Lord, that you have just um, done such a work in me. I thank you for all the friendships that I do have. And um, thank you for everything that you're going to do through this podcast. And we just release these heavenly treasures Um, into their hearts and that the Holy Spirit would use this to release baggage and um, to produce life and to bear fruit in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And and Lord, I just want to pray specifically that you give, give us all grace to turn our face toward you, Father, and to turn our eyes from things that are worthless, whether those are lies we believed or mindsets or misconceptions. And I just pray, Father, that um, as women turn their face toward you, that they know every single, every single hole of their heart can be filled so that they can come into relationships and wholeness. I think that's important. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, any resource, um, it's normally close in prayer, but I did want to ask, is there any resource particular resource or resources that you found to be really helpful in your journey of transformation and friendship? Yes. The ultimate journey. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you can check that out at the website, the yes. ultimate journey, ultimate journey.com, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And we have, um, Annette who is on the board for entourage, who yes. is As a facilitator. She's a certified facilitator. So if yes. you have information about that, um, check that out. They're mm-hmm. based in Iowa, but a neat, mm-hmm curriculum and journey, <laughs> literally yes, a journey. Ultimate journey. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think that's all. Thank you so much, Olivia. God bless you. So ladies speaking the truth over you in love, transformation is necessary for the believer and friendship is necessary for the believer. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 